Let's oh, Seahorse Hide and Seek. I know this game. Seahorse Hide and Seek. It's that it is exactly as described. You're a seahorse and you play hide and seek. Dude, these animations are great. Yeah. I'm going to check out Seahorse Hide and Seek next after Coney Island. So, oh, I see. So Coney Island. The ice cream uh, cone. In Coney Island, there is ice cream floating mm-hmm. by in the river at any given time. Yeah. And you have to get on the rice, right ice cream mound. From the wild imaginative world of Joyce Atkinson comes Coney Island. Good, good job, Joyce. I like it. You got to give it to this fox that needs ice cream. It all makes sense. She did a game with Gonzo from uh, Sesame Street, and the plot is that uh, the Swedish chef is going to eat someone if he doesn't uh, go rescue them. (laughs) I like it. I buy it. It's realistic. A delayed podcast is eventually good. A rushed podcast is insert credit. This is episode 230 of our video game talk show, featuring a panel of experts, each tasked with addressing whatever question I pose to them within six minutes, or find the reproach of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my melee weapon of choice is a mace. Uh, hi, I'm Frank Cifaldi. My melee weapon of choice, um, you know, I have a t-ball bat in the house, uh, just in case of intruder or something not a baseball bat a t-ball bat i think uh easier to handle maybe but uh yeah let's go t-ball bat i'm brandon sheffield uh my melee weapon of choice based on my yakuza playthroughs is a motorcycle oh that's a good one yeah 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 i slam them all down with a motorcycle are throwing like wait no you do whack with a motorcycle you don't throw a motorcycle right or can you do both you i think you can throw it but um yeah, I always. Well, why would you? Yeah, I, I swing it around in circles because it hits all the enemies at once and it does a lot of damage and it basically becomes a Muso game and it's very fun. Uh, I've got a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, previously on Insert Credit, episode one thirty eight, June second of twenty twenty, dumb like a baby, stupid. I asked you, <laughs> what is the best way to announce a video game release delay? Oh yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? And do we do a good job? <laughs> Um, I think we did okay, but it's worth addressing again now. Okay. A delay, not a cancellation, right? Right. A lot of people are bummed about uh, the Breath of the Wild delay that was just announced. Yeah, that's Zelda. Is there a good way out of that? I mean, I think there is a good way, which can be like, you show features that you hadn't shown before and and mm-hmm. pretend that they're new <laughs> and be like... Right. We really wanted to beef up this blah, blah, blah. Another thing you can do is when Skullgirls did their Indiegogo, they did that breakdown. We've talked about it on the show before. They did that breakdown of their costs and time that things take. And uh, I think just showing people the amount of time that things take can help. But of course, then you got all your armchair people being like, I could do that in two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I can I can animate every one of the the uh 783 pokemon in a week for sure yeah um i i think that's unrealistic for a lot of companies like nintendo nintendo wouldn't do that for breath of the wild be like look how much our employees are paid yeah Uh, please don't poach them um but uh you know the showing new features thing is great i think i think realistically it's like you for better or worse with video games like your your customers all feel like they are investors, even if they have not actually invested any money into your yeah. product yet. Um, but that—that that is how they treat you. Like, like you answer to them. 
And so I think just keeping that in mind might work, right? And 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 I think when there's a delay, I don't think you can go like full like this is good news, even though it is. But I think you can be like basically what you said, like show progress, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it like don't don't let anyone think it's because it's in trouble. Just show some progress. Be like, here's where we are right now. As you can see, there's there's exciting things happening, and uh, to to do it right and make the product that we promised you, we need more time. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, there's there's a game called Phantom Gear, which is releasing on the Genesis, and they Phantom keep Gear, Phantom Gear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're uh, they they keep delaying um, by little bits, and every time they do it, they're like, but by the way, look at how we have six directional scrolling now um like or parallax scrolling or like look at this animation we did and so every time they have a delay well it's not a delay it's it's like we're not done yet we thought we'd be done but we're not they they show stuff that makes me think man take take another year (laughs) you know if you're gonna keep doing stuff like that just keep 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 on going if you can afford it because uh keeps it just keeps looking so much better every time and i love it uh but on the other hand you definitely get people in their comments being like, I paid for this and it was supposed to be out already. And it's like, man, give them a break. Do you want a good game or a game now? That's what I say. Game now. There's a, there's a magazine from the early 2000s called Game Now. Game Now. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I see it on the shelf here at the Video Game History Foundation Library, uh, I just have to go, Game Now! Game yeah. Now! Just imagining <laughs> stomping, stomping your feet whenever... You get yeah. that uh... game now. <laughs> what are the top three video game magazine names? Names? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's two that I like to call our well actually section of the library, yeah. which is uh, Intelligent Gamer and The Logical Gamer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Both up there. Those are pretty good. Okay. Um, game now. <laughs> game now. And, and number three is Game Now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't game later. I want a game now. It's 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 kind of a classical one, a uh, little little outdated, but I, I'm I'm actually fond of video gaming and computer gaming illustrated. It's so long. It's a little wordy. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't <laughs> the have called it video and computer gaming illustrated. No, video gaming and com- and video gaming is one word, by the way. Video mm-hmm. gaming and computer space gaming illustrated. Computer gets two words. That's unfair. Yeah. There's some disparity going on over there. Is uh, Secrets of the Sega Sages a magazine? I don't believe it is. Or was that a website? Uh, I'm not familiar with it, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm just quickly eye scanning what I can from my office window. Not really coming up with anything that, that's exciting me, unfortunately. Game Developer Magazine, that was a good one. Play is a good name. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It is a good let's, name. let's go with Play. Bad SEO. Yeah, very true. It's true, but uh, luckily the internet wasn't very big at that time. Yeah, that's bad, really bad hard. search engine of Ontario. So Sony Entertainment Ontario. Yeah, that's it. That's what they would think that was. Yeah. Will the new PS Plus program be worth the investment? By whom? Again, all gamers are investors. That's how we... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we don't know the titles. So, pass. There's supposed know. to be hundreds. But I think that in general, okay. we can talk about how there's PlayStation 1, there's PlayStation 2, I think there's PSP, and those are all emulated. And then there's... PlayStation 3, which is still just PlayStation Now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's uh, led a lot of people to feel disappointed. And it definitely doesn't inspire me to want to to upgrade necessarily. But it's it's not really... I don't know. I was going to say it's not really for me, but 
who else would it be for? Like, I, I'm I'm the person that wants to play PS2 games, so it should be for me. I, I think all three of these companies are are maybe struggling to have a compelling catalog of of of, of properties. I think Xbox is probably you know going to be the best of the three, but yeah, they're the furthest along. I can't imagine the the PlayStation stuff. You know, I, I don't imagine that they've unearthed very many new licenses, right? I think you can look at what emulated stuff has been for sale on the store. I don't even know. Does PS4 have like PS2 and 1 classics on the digital store? I actually don't know that either. Uh, I know PS3 Not did, really, but... no. Not really, okay. There's a couple PS2 games on there. I think there's like five or six of them. Okay. Yeah, oh, hi, Tim not, Rogers. Not really PS1. He was, hey, how you doing? Sorry, I was on the phone. Uh, Something I could not afford to hang up on. A metaphor for something uh, that we can apply to the Sony PlayStation situation here. Who is it for? Brandon Sheffield asks... Uh, it's for the people who get really excited whenever Nintendo releases a new Super Nintendo game on their Nintendo Switch Online, which seems to be a non-zero number of people on on my social media feeds. I mean, I do think if they get like if they get Metal Gear Solid Two or whatever, people will be like, "Cool," you know. Yeah, there should be a list of games, man. Why don't they have a list of games? I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit what, weird. What were you saying though, Frank? I didn't mean to interrupt anybody were there ps1 ps2 games i was i answered the question oh yeah yeah well all, all i was getting at was that I, I think we can accurately predict what the titles will be if we know what has been what is currently available digitally like is ps3 store open still i is believe it? it is still i i think they haven't closed it yet they were going to close it and then they decided not to and uh they probably get like six sales a year and yeah. uh six million people will complain when it shut down right yeah. yeah you know i'm actually i've been looking recently into getting myself one of those uh those playstation threes that uh that you can uh put whatever you want on there you heard of these yeah with the ps2 yeah. and such i'll subscribe into, to that yeah i'm interested uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna put a nice down payment on it and then uh never have to pay anything else just a down payment that's what i'm gonna do but also, am I? What's what's the question here, Alex Jaffe? We're talking about the PS Plus program and whether that's going to be PlayStation uh, say Plus. arrival to Game Pass. Yeah, is it going to be worth it? He said. Yeah, I uh, I scrolled through a lot of uh, uh, Twitter comments about it. Uh, you know the kinds of people. Whenever PlayStation posts a tweet, the first tweet is Xbox better. Whenever Xbox posts a tweet, the first reply is PlayStation better. Right? Have you noticed this? And then someone goes, "No, Xbox better and ratio." And then uh, if a ratio happens, I, I think the the respective console actually earns a point in the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a ratio doesn't happen, then the other console loses a point in the war. I saw a lot of people talking about. Um, the PlayStation fanboy mentality is that Game Pass is basically just rentals. You don't own the games forever the way you do with PlayStation Plus. But PlayStation Plus requires you to continue subscribing. Yeah. So people have odd definitions of ownership, but yeah, go on. So I I think I saw a lot of weird hoop jumping happening from the traditional PlayStation fanboy mouthpieces the other day when this when this announcement landed, and it seems like. A lot of them think it's good, which is weird. So there's that. I'd like it to be good. They're not committing to that all first-party games uh, right away. The Game Pass thing, if there's a Microsoft first-party game, you've got it. And you're pretty much guaranteed to just have it forever. They're never going to take Halo Master Chief Collection off of Xbox Game Pass. It's like one of the bread and butter things on there. So it's uh, 
that's what they're looking at with with Microsoft. And there's always that dream that they're going to release a Forza Motorsport game and just continually update it like forever, right? There's always that dream. Whereas Sony's still got Gran Turismo 7, which uh, I don't know if you all have heard how riddled it has been with the uh, microtransactions. Did you, did you, oh, I yeah. mean, so I've been playing Gran Turismo 7, played it quite a great deal, and they patched it one day in the middle of the week to fix some bugs. And one of the things they did with the patch was slash the in-game credit payouts by like 50% on a lot of the races so that you're more incentivized to buy uh, in-game currency via microtransactions. Absolutely. Like, I'm not usually one to get up in arms about this stuff, but it's, uh, I could see myself affording a particular Ferrari at some point in the future if I continued driving as well as I had been, right? And now it's like, oh, gotta gotta play twice as much, work twice as hard. I like completely fell off of the game, and I just haven't played it now. Man, that sucks. Over a week, yeah, it's a real shame. That's a demotivator right there. That's the sort of business Sony's doing, right? It's also it's a very amateurish approach to uh, to a live game service to do something like that because there's just especially when the game's been out for some time, it's like that there's no way people aren't going to notice that. And there's no way they're not going to get upset with it. You got to do something to mitigate that. Next question. What are the best player health management systems in videos? Hearts management system. Yeah. That's not, that's not pickup that increases health. It's a management management system. system. Right. Is that, is that, is that like in network doctor sort of thing? I have an app where I can like, you know, see who's in my insurance network. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, man, I want to get that app. I'm talking about the most interesting way to maintain your health in a video game. Okay. Well, it's got to be taking herbs in Resident Evil, combining a couple of herbs and then smearing it on your body. And then you're like, ah, I feel better. That seems like a really, I don't know, preschool version of something better, though. Right. Like, oh, sure. I mean, just for example, you, you the, the help me out, Tim. What's 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 it called when you mix mix yourself a little custom brew in Elden Ring? Oh, the 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 flask of wondrous physic. Yes, the flask think, of wondrous physic seems like a little more interesting version of that. Yeah, I like that idea. I like the primitive nonsense myself. I like I like <laughs> it when it's when it's just like I have a green herb and I have a red herb. But push these together. Well, Brad, <laughs> let me l- let me explain the Elden Ring thing to you. Here's how it is: in Elden Ring, you get these flasks which you can drink, which takes about three seconds uh, in order to heal yourself. You get them for free every time you rest at a save point. You can fill them up. You get to allocate how many of them refill your health and how many of them refill your magic. So if you have five flasks, you can go three health, two magic. Right? My my Elden Ring characters that like eight magic, two health because my character's weird as heck. But uh, every time you, uh, every once in a while, you'll find an item that lets you get a new flask. Right? Mm-hmm. Later in the game, you find something called the Flask of Wondrous Physic, which gives you a wild card flask that you can then combine these two seeds into. Like, so you get to, you find these items random, well, not randomly around the world. You find them at particular locations, like these are usually around trees. And each one of these things that you combine in the flask will add a different effect. So like a red one will refill health and a blue one will refill magic. Put the red and the blue one in there together and you get a flask that recovers half your health and magic, but it's like a separate flask from the other flasks. Sounds a little ridiculous, but it's quite intuitive as you use it. Oh, that sounds sensible. You can. There's a seed that will allow you to recover health over time, and you can combine that with the magic so that your wondrous physic flask will 
uh, start you regenerating health over time, but also refill a bunch of your magic. I think I have one that like ups my strength when temporarily, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a little bit of a health boost, and now I hit harder, and that's like, oh, boss time. Let me drink this thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I'll just drink this, you say, and then you drink it. It seems pretty similar to like, I don't know, in in the Zeldies and such, or in Breath of the Wild, you cook stuff and then it gives different properties on top of your health regeneration stuff, so. Yeah, but cooking stuff's kind of boring, though. Yeah. In Elden Ring, he just... It's just implied that he just cooks stuff that goes in the flasks in the in the two seconds that the screen goes dark. Yeah, every time you sit down at the thing, it's all the stuff you have configured gets refilled. My point, Brandon, was that like I'm, I'm sure there are more interesting examples, and I think Breath of the Wild is a more interesting example of of just just crafting your custom health items. Right, is is a little bit more interesting than uh, red, yellow, green stoplight herbs. I like the cooking animation in Zelda. I think that's cool. Yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah. they're going to call the Breath of the Wild sequel Zelda Ring? Oh man, they Probably. should. Did they delay uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 because they played Elden Ring and thought, uh-oh? Uh, answer, yes. My uncle yeah. told me. Uh, he told me that's why everybody there played Elden Ring and Shigeru Miyamoto was flipping his lid. Uh, he's not even in charge of the game. They delayed it so you could play play as Zelda. That's why. Yeah. Or female Link. Linkle. Flink. People still don't put Linkle in there. Yeah, get Linkle in there, dude. Uh, I think, I still think, I like the Hollow Knight healing system. Where as you attack enemies, you obtain the ability to heal, but to heal, you have to hold a button and it takes a couple seconds to heal you. Oh, that's so cool. So it becomes a little action game thing. It actually is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's much like, uh, I don't know, it's just top of mind for me. Sorry, folks. Like Elden Ring, right? Where where you really have to time your healing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the game is designed well enough where it's like every boss does have a tell where it's like you can heal because I'm doing this thing right now heal time yeah you know in elden ring just like in some of the souls you can you can double drink your flask if you tap the button uh two times I, real I, fast I did notice that yeah that's that's a fun little tiny quirk in there chug button because otherwise it's like a it's like a four second animation it's like a brutally long animation you can tell when a person uh died during a heal because they they always will complain about how long the healing animation is. You'll hear people go, it takes too long to heal in those Dark Souls games. And it's like, oh, you just got to do it at the right time, dude. Yeah, it's clearly that person died whilst healing. Maybe they could benefit from learning the double drink. I don't know. This might be a controversial opinion, but uh, I do like the Halo Gears of War style, just walk away from stuff and you heal back up. Yeah, that's okay. Method, because uh, I don't like worrying about it too much. I find no controversy in that. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I like those. I think that's good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't dislike those at all. I think that was a. There was a certain type of video game person who got very upset when regenerating health entered the equation. The exact same sort of person who uh, continues to this day to talk about how the future video games are going to have destructible terrain. <laughs> that very same person. Oh, it's the person who like goes around and shoots everything in the game and then yeah. tweets little videos and is like, "See, doesn't see? blow up." Yeah, that that very person wants uh, hated regenerating health. That person just wanted everything to be uh, an immersive sim. Basically, that person just wanted everything to be Deus Ex or System Shock, and they got mad when stuff started becoming Gears of War. They probably get really mad when you just say the term accessibility. That just oh, probably exactly. drives them off a cliff. Yeah. Next question: How important is background art to a video game? Background art. You mean? The, the art in the background of, like, the skybox and stuff? 
It's very important. Yeah. Otherwise, you're in a black void or a gray void if you're using Unity. Love a gray void. Um, yeah, it's incredibly important because otherwise there's no background. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, it also depends on the game, but like without background art, the Sonic the Hedgehog games would be nothing. You know, yeah. they'd just be That's like true. floating racetracks. But because there's that, that scrolling parallax background, you're suddenly, you know, in, in, a, in, in the Green Hill Zone you're, or you're Palm in a casino or whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that entire game is, is it's very crucial that there's background art to keep you motivated to play. Yeah, there's a, a game that's not very good called Kazekiri for um, PC Engine. And in that game, you start outside of a castle and then you continue to work your way to the interior of the castle. You start out at the like at the castle gates and there's a castle that's on fire in the background. And then by the end of the game, you're like in a castle that's on fire. And so the, the background is the only thing that actually communicates that you're getting further and further into this castle and actually, and that this is supposed to be like a continuous environment that you're like spiraling in on. So yeah, it's important. Or like, what about those games where there's that like British computer effect in the background where you're like going up a twisting tower, like Tower Toppler or Battletoads or whatever. Sky yeah. Blazer. Yeah, Sky Blazer does that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, also East does that and that's a Japanese one. Or that Mickey Mania game. Mickey Mania the- does that. Yeah, designed by the bad Jaffe. Yeah, I'm sorry about that one, guys. <laughs> evil, evil Jaffe. He woke <laughs> up, uh, woke up and said he's gonna have a bad day. Let's do it. it. Just goes out and starts ruining video games. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> this podcast is my. I, I like being able to see something really far away. I, I, I like the video games these days that recall the the promises, the dream of background art. You know. Like the dream of seeing something in the background and getting closer to it. Yeah, you can actually go there. Mm -hmm. I remember I was working on a video game for the longest time that was all about going to a place that you can see from really far away from the very beginning. And you eventually get there and there's no mini map, no HUD. And it's just you got to make sure you can see the thing. And then you eventually get there. I remember talking about that one. That game never really became anything at all. It, It ended up becoming something else. And... It, it involved James Gunn somehow, and then he made Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's uh, that's the end of that story. Yeah. My first memory of a thing like that was uh, Death Mountain in Ocarina of Time. You see that big circular cloud yeah. around there, and you try to go up and get there. Yeah, it was so cool in, uh, in Zelda uh, Link to the Past when you're on top of the pyramid, you know? Yeah. And you can you can see the, the, the mountain in the background. You can see the sky back oh, yeah. there. Yeah, Same it's thing. like the the middle of the map, but you can see the sky. So there's uh they they managed to squeeze in some 3D effect, which I think is really cool. I like that sort of thing. It's uh, it's video game movie magic there. But I like the games these days again to bring back Elden Ring, where you can the, there's something magical when you beat the first boss in Elden Ring, uh, the first real boss of the first level. Still have not done this, by the way. Oh, you still haven't done it. Oh, okay. So I mean, I'm not spoiling too much here. I'm just gonna say that. You actually don't have to beat that boss to do what I'm about to describe, but I didn't know that until after I beat the boss the first time and then started another character. I've, I'm now like on playthrough like number four of Elden Ring, so I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, when you beat that first boss and then you you walk out of the castle in the way you're supposed to go, continuing the direction you're supposed to go, and you you are privy to a view 
you know, you have a pretty good view when you first start Elden Ring, right, Frank? You can you can probably agree yeah. with this. The oh, view yes. you get, you can see the first major dungeon up uh, a castle up on a cliff. You can see a huge um, gate. You can see a church, and then you can see a nebulous continent off to the uh, to the east. You think, you know, wow, it's so cool! I can see all this stuff. You start going to the stuff. You feel cool about going to all the stuff that you can see, and. Just when you think the game's, uh, that particular sort of aspect of the game has worn off, they then give you a huge, ultra-dense, just beautiful, one of the best video game level designs of all time, the Stormvale Castle, the first level of Elden Ring. And and by this point, you're, you've been stuck in this dungeon for like uh, like three hours, four hours it was for me, and then you finally get out, you beat the boss, you step out of the gate, and then they just they just hit you in the head again with a god darn baseball bat of a view because it's like oh they had another one of these you know it's like how many more of these do they have and this second view you get is hilariously more incredible than the first one huh. the view you get of uh, for anyone who's played the game who's listening the lyernia of the lakes view the view you get uh, I, I i reveled in this on a stream uh, and just stood there staring at it and talking about it for like 15 minutes it's just just an incredible view one of the coolest things I've ever seen in video games. And you've just got all these dungeons and locations you can go to that are just there. And it looks like a piece of concept art. It, it does not look like it's actually a real-time piece of a video game. It looks like something that was very minutely, meticulously manipulated to look interesting and exciting. But nope, it's uh, a whole bunch of real places you can go. Just sprawled out before you. Love it. I have a warped version of that feeling when i when i play like an uncharted or a modern tomb raider because they show a big vista and i see all these zones and i'm like oh man i bet i could get up there or get in there or whatever mm -hmm. but of course those games are essentially linear sandboxes well uncharted mm -hmm. is much more linear than tomb raider but uh i ju it just makes me wish that i that i could go to all those places climb up them go go on around go in those trees and see if there's just like a little something there i would love for that for that to eventually be something that's possible but um it sounds like it'd take about five million years to make but that's just not what uh what those triple a video games are right they're just they, and that's that's that right there is the reason people are freaking out about elden ring is because you can go to all the places you can see and there's a legit something cool at all of them. It's incredible that these people who never made an open world game before, always made very clearly uh, architecturally grounded video games, it turns out that uh, the, the open world is uh, something they could have done all along and done it even better than anybody else. I've got a new question for you. We have a number of listeners who've been archive diving to our old episodes from like 2013, 2014. And a segment we used to do came up uh, called Custom Soundtrack that uh, mm -hmm. I would like to bring back. Uh, in this segment, in case you need a reminder, I give you a classic video game and you have to replace the soundtrack with licensed music that fits the mood and aesthetic and major beats of the game. All right. Well, we're just going to put the offspring in it, whatever it is. <laughs> Crazy uh, Taxi. Th this week, your game is Half-Life 2. Oh, HL2. Okay. Dragula. I have very few opinions about it other than the era that it's from, and so I think Dragula is a, is an excellent, excellent 
thing to put in there and it's just very of the era but i guess we have to decide if we're going are we going the rock route or are we going the like y2k electro route i went immediately industrial with mm-hmm. half-life 2 yeah get a nine inch nails soundtrack like quake yeah 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 get 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 trent up in there just mm-hmm. uh doing his stuff quake it up my pal trent you know yeah Call probably get some original trent to yeah. go in there yeah you wouldn't say that's no. not really licensed music anymore though no. is it I licensed it from him, but you know, yeah. I guess that works. I don't know. Maybe, maybe did, did, a, did a soundtrack for a movie that people forgot about. Maybe just license that. God, Ministry. Like the, origin, the original Superman. Skinny puppy. Superman the movie soundtrack <laughs> for Half Life Two. Yeah. Dun, 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 as you're just shooting everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> what video game would that not rule for? Like seriously. So I, I have a I have a suggestion because you both have dogs and I don't. Yeah. yeah my, my baby's not here right now, unfortunately. Next time you He's... walk your dog, just uh, bring up the, the main Superman theme uh, on your phone. Oh, just, yeah. Just watch your dog walking while that, yeah. that plays. I've, I've done that, and I can I can highly recommend that. As, yeah, as yeah I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's a pro tip. So at least we figured out a good soundtrack for walking your dog. We've got, yeah. <laughs> we've got that. Uh, <laughs> no, it would work for Half-Life, dude. It would work. You know, I write about comic books, so people ask me a lot what my favorite superhero movie is. And my answer is that on uh, certain special edition DVDs of the 1978 Superman movie, there's an option in the bonus features where you can just watch the movie without any dialogue, without any sound effects, and it's just that soundtrack over the visual. That's hot. That's That's the best superhero movie ever made. Goofy. Oh, or if you also Reeves. did it black and white, so it's like a silent film. That would be neat. Yeah, there you go. Now we're cooking with gas. How much does the dialogue really help that movie anyway? Not much, it turns out. Yeah. Well, the original Superman movie is pretty good, dude. Yeah. It is. It is. It's pretty good. Christopher Reeve. Exactly. There you go. Right? That's good stuff. It off. Yeah, imagine your dog walking now. I just think that's that's a good kind of uh, majestic piece of music to uh, listen to while... Uh, while hurtling forward through Half-Life 2's many uh, environments. It doesn't fit the theme, though. It doesn't fit the feeling that I think this guy has as he's walking around with a crowbar and, and drones are, are after yeah, him. Yeah, it's got to be generic and industrial Pollution everywhere. Yeah, that's... I think, I think Half-Life 3 is the opposite of, uh, of uh, Superman the movie with no dialogue. I think it should have no music. Hmm. That's what I think. I think there just shouldn't be any music. I don't know. No, I get okay, it. Okay, then yeah. then we'll license the um, Halloween spooky sounds soundtrack. <laughs> and it'll just be someone going, eh, 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 and, and stirring a bubbling the pot. 8,000 tracks. Creaking doors. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just random tracks being played belligerently. I love spewing it. Spewing out. The yeah, moaning monster it. sounds. I, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but right. The, the only the only stipulation is that they cannot apply to anything. The, no. the in-game objects need to make their same in-game sound effects. The mm-hmm. the Halloween sounds are just they're just they're just playing. They're just yeah. music on the cake. I would like to stipulate that Monster Mash comes up occasionally, but it sounds like <laughs> it's playing from very far away. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's yeah. like when you go into one of the rooms with the scientists or whatever, it'll be playing on one of their radios or something. It, oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. but it's slowed down to twenty five percent. Yeah. Have you ever heard Monster Mash slowed down to twenty five percent? It's pretty good. Yeah, that's a it's joke. A hot one. That's a joke. <laughs> People don't say slowed down to twenty five percent though, do they? They say uh, slowed down four. They times. say four four hundred percent. Yeah. Or yeah. four times or whatever. Twenty five percent speed is what I would say. 0.25x. That's what, that's what YouTube says. Yeah, exactly. Bring the vessel to 25% speed. Not that anyone yeah. like slows down YouTube, but it's there. I, I slow it down sometimes. I have a video I uploaded of uh, uh, Mario saying, hey, it's a me, Mario, slowed down to 25% that I sometimes play at 25%. <laughs> On what occasion? Uh, when I want to freak somebody out, when like when somebody when, like, when somebody comes in and I don't want them to hang out, I just kind of play it real loud, it's and I go, I don't know what that is. No, it's it's almost it's almost indistinguishable. It's, it's like that. It's really good. All right, uh, Esper, please put that sound effect in here. Slowed down to twenty five percent. And it's uh, a me. No, wait, no, put this one in there. Slowed down to twenty five percent. Hey. It's me, Charlio. We'll be right back after a quick break. Twenty five percent on that one. To me, Charlio. Worry, E3's coming back. It's been canceled, but we'll see. Why? What's the latest that you hear? I just put it in general. E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games. When are we going to get a showcase that celebrates old and exciting video games? What about a video game convention where you're not allowed to talk about any upcoming projects? What would that be? <laughs> They're going to return reinvigorated. Yeah. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for the Dirt Bag. This question comes from an anonymous Jerry who asks, when was the last time Konami did anything interesting? Oh, interesting, huh? I mean, we don't know what they're doing. Um, it depends on your definition of interesting because, I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting in quotation marks that they're doing NFTs and stuff, but I guess that's not what we yeah. mean. It's just interesting in the whole sad decline aspect. Wait, I got one. I believe that that Contra game was interesting. Uh, what was it oh, called? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Contra Big Boys of War. Yeah, Contra War Boys. Um, yeah, Contra War Boys. Procedural War Boys. What do they call that game? Something Core? Contra uh, Rogue Squad. Is that Was that right? <laughs> no, no. I know what it's called. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we'll stop short of actually promoting it. Whatever uh, that game was called that was on the on the Switch and such, I think with all the weird gotcha stuff in despite there. its flaws, it was actually pretty good. You didn't have to engage with the gotcha stuff; like it wasn't at all necessary for playing the game. And I don't know the weird broish Xbox 360 story that it had. The action was actually it actually felt pretty good to like move between enemies and collect stuff and and get your powers back up so you could unleash attacks or whatever when you didn't play well the game felt really bad but if you did play well the game felt really good and 
I, I definitely would qualify it as interesting. It's 100% a 7 out of 10, that game. I mean, to, to, your, to your first point, Brandon, they did a lot of negative things that I find interesting, like just wiping Silent Hills off of the store for no real reason, right? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Definitely. It's um, just very interesting, strange, stupid thing to do, yeah. I'm on their investor relations uh, page, and, and, and just weeks ago on the 9th, uh, they announced that uh, for the sixth straight year, they've been certified as an outstanding health and productivity management organization. Uh, That's not interesting. Oh, okay. Owned. <laughs> Take that, Frank. <laughs> I am disinterested in this information. Certified health and productivity organization, huh? Six consecutive years in the top 500, the white 500, whatever that means. I can't. That's say. not bad, actually. I feel like five years is kind of interesting, and after that, it's diminishing returns. Contra Diminishing Big Boy. That was the name of the game. Right. On March 1st, uh, Masayo Wakita uh, uh-huh. was promoted from assistant manager of accounting section three to general manager of public relations. So news. That's pretty interesting. What, what else he got? Yeah. When account an assistant manager in accounting is now in PR. Where'd that come from? That's interesting. It is. That was March 1st. That wasn't one that long ago. That gotcha ish Castlevania that had, that was just like a mishmash of everything that they put out and then delisted. And then they put it back on Apple arcade. That's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that yeah. they did that. It's on Apple Arcade. Yeah, it's on Apple Arcade now. I mean, I don't have an uh, iPhone, so I can't get You should get it. I've got an Apple TV right here. You can play it on the Apple goddamn TV. I've got a goddamn Xbox controller synced up to my goddamned Apple TV. Man, you know what? I never thought about that. I, I think that, um, you know, you, Tim, you've been telling me to get an Apple TV for about like five, six million years. and uh, Yeah, they're wonderful. The newest one, the latest one is quite wonderful. I just realized right now that I could play Apple Arcade games. I could play Fantasian on my television. can play Fantasian at a 4K 60 FPS. Yeah. Didn't consider that. Okay, we've got the Castlevania game. Castlevania is... It is downloading. Okay, well, okay. I guess I guess maybe that's what I'm going to uh, do now. So, oh my god, it actually looks really cool on the TV. Neat. The the art style is so weird. It's it's actually looks really neat. It's like fifty things smashed together. So, yeah. um, while we're still on this topic, vaguely, like I'm still going off topic, but on the topic of Castlevania and the Apple TV, um, a lot of Java mobile games were exactly the Sega Genesis resolution. Okay. Um, and were played horizontally and it's just weird stuff like a watchman beat em up and like the pixel version of bioshock that's 2d stuff like that i remember that watchman beat em up so what you're saying is port these to the sega genesis for me no i'm saying that's uh, what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying make me a box that's just java phone that spits out composite or something yeah and, and, and give me a controller and let me play these weird games on a crt Oh yeah, I want to do that. That's what the Zebo was supposed to be, but it didn't uh, didn't take off. Yeah, I got one in storage, baby. Got the NTSC one. The Zebo. Yeah, me too. You know what I wish I had was a gazebo uh, to just <laughs> go relax in out- outdoors on a day of nice breeze. That's what I wish I Relaxing had. Relaxing rules. We're having our first day of decent weather in about four years over here in New York today. Yeah, it's so I'm degrees. sitting here with the with the window shade halfway down, just hearing the police sirens going off, you know, and just being like, I could go out there. And it's like, nah. I'm, I just want to one last thing to say about Konami is that I think that truly the shambling corpse of Konami's games division is very interesting. They're like 
all Cantia Hall all the time right now. And I think it's... That's true. It's by any description interesting. It's not what you necessarily want them to be doing, but uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. They're Just their very continued existence. They're trying nonsense for the cheapest amount of money that they can try it. And that's it's that's going to get you some weird stuff. And I'm about to try this nonsense uh, with the cheapest amount of money I can try it, which is this Castlevania game I'm about to launch as soon as I put two fresh AA batteries in this xbox controller that has not seen any apple tv action and since fantasian so um the end thank you i'll let you all know how the castlevania is as i play it i want to preface this next question by saying i don't want to go in a depressing direction with it so keep that in mind. okay (laughs) okay good luck what are the biggest missed opportunities for lawsuits in video game history Okay, wait, no, I, I know the actual answer to this. It is the creators of Mist did not sue the creators of Pissed, right? <laughs> isn't, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that a missed opportunity by all vectors? <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. There's parody laws, Brandon. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> parody's allowed. So in other, words, in other words, you're saying the lawmakers are the ones who missed the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> right. who, that's who missed. <laughs> and, and that weird owl should be in prison. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm not going to you know, get too political on here, but I think Weird Al should, uh, he should be in jail and he should probably die there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was just listening to White and Nerdy yesterday. You don't just make fun of people's music like that. You don't just, can't mean. just do It's that. just mean-spirited. <laughs> you, you can't just do that. It's man. pretty rude. Missed opportunities for lawsuits. God. For lawsuits. Yeah. I don't believe in lawsuits usually so it's hard for me not to go down a dark path here. yeah let's let's get into the mind of a real scumbag here but no but there could be some positive ones like maybe there's a missed opportunity to like save the playstation vita by um having some technology lawsuit for the type of ram they were using so that they would then have to use other ram which was double in size and then the console would have succeeded because it had more oh that's definitely yeah would have succeeded for sure that would have saved yeah Yeah, that's what it needed I mean, yeah. it is what it needed, but well, okay. Yeah. All right. That would have made consumers looking at screenshots on the internet go, huh, these screenshots have more memory. I should get one of these. No, I, okay. Well, I don't know if we want to get into the thing about the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> oh, but please. It, let's do it. The problem was not this, the screenshots. It was that games weren't coming out, and the games weren't coming out because okay. the promise of the Vita was that you could port your PlayStation 3 games to it. Sure. That was the promise to developers. And then sure, that was sure, not sure. possible because of lack of RAM, okay. and, uh, okay. which was which was switched up by Sony at basically like a few months before launch. Um, so the target was doubled RAM. What if there was a nice lawsuit involving threes that changed the ability for clones to easily be on the system uh, on 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 platforms because uh uh the platform holders were were sort of scared to to have them on there cuz they 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 got hurt by the the threes thing as well. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. That'd be good. There, I did a positive one. Hooray! I'm going home. You met the prompt. There's a new game out there that um is a pseudo 3D game and uh, people keep being like is this associated with Odir because it has a similar vibe and then i looked at it and i was like oh man they they definitely um painted over a lot of our assets uh and Mm. just used used our assets and painted over them so uh, a missed opportunity for me is to sue that person which i'm not gonna do um but uh i I don't don't do that kind of stuff that's that's rude it's rude to do that to paint over someone else's work 
and then use it. It's just not right. Nah, it's not cool. Yeah, I was hoping you would dig up some video game historical incident where somebody clearly got away with something they shouldn't. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot with Atari. <laughs> that they should have gotten sued? They should have gotten sued. Or Oh, that... you know, okay, okay, okay. What if, instead of forming Activision... The four guys who left who were bringing in like 60 million in revenue to them or whatever by themselves uh, somehow filed a lawsuit and won and it became normal for game developers to have a a, a cut of the profits. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty good there. I've done it twice. Have I won this episode yet? (laughs) Almost. (laughs) You're very close to earning the chance to come up with a topic for next week. So. I, I feel like the people, the people who made uh, who made Mastermind, should have sued uh, the people who made Wordle, Wordle uh, yeah. who made all that money. Right? Isn't that a thing? Mm. What about the um, whatever dreams thingies? The the people that were making unlicensed games on the NES. What if they had they had won the ability to be like we can put whatever games on that we want? Uh they did. So they did. <laughs> I believe they were part of an antitrust lawsuit. There, there was something legal with them, and uh, I'm, I'm failing us. I'm sorry. I lost the episode. Like they were a plaintiff, maybe on the Tengen thing. It was mm-hmm. an antitrust suit, and I don't remember what they were arguing. They, they won something, and I, I think part of it was that Nintendo didn't have to manufacture every game anymore, and then like Activision or something started making their own. I don't remember. But but you, to your point, set a precedent that yeah. anyone can publish on a platform, right? Right. That. Yeah. Which could be good and, and bad. It would be interesting. I think it'd be very interesting if today, like in the Atari days, there could be like a PlayStation 5 game on disc that, you know, someone sold 20 copies of out of their house before they died or something, you know? Yeah. Like that, yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah, that is cool. You know what's not really too interesting, however, is this Castlevania game. This Castlevania game. game. I knew it. I've been playing. I knew it. Uh, It very much is a mobile game, but it's on my TV, which is very confusing. Doesn't let me use the D-pad. Only lets me use the analog stick. What's something that modern game designers have forgotten how to do? Assembly language code. Mm. That's true. They don't gotta. Also, they probably can't talk to the metal anymore on any of these systems. Yeah. By nature, they've forgotten because they, they have no choice. Yeah. I actually don't really think there's much that modern game designers have forgotten how to do because I, I just feel like g- games are a lot better now than they used to be. Yep. And every new game is, unless it's you know someone's first game and they came from a total vacuum, every new game is building on the successes of past games and and if they you know if they don't do ui well that's it's their own failure it's not that they didn't the the reason that we do have good ui in a lot of games now is because of past failures and past confusions and and like dragon age having 50 million tabs and being really confusing like we don't have that so much anymore because we've learned from it so yeah, yeah every, everything i'm thinking of it's like no that's fine now it's it's better now i, I agree with you like just you know 2d pixel art is significantly better now for a time i think people forgot 2d physics but i think that's been corrected maybe maybe (sighs) one is um we've we've forgotten about static slash well not static cameras um like designer slash computer controlled cameras um in favor of giving it up to players i enjoy camera movements and angles that are designed specifically to to evoke something and we don't do that very Mm -hmm. much but it's not that it's 
I, I don't think we've really forgotten it or gotten worse at it. It's just something that's just fallen really out of doing. favor. Yeah. 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 I bet there are three games that came out on Steam today that do that. Probably. They're probably real good. Probably not, but they, they got they got some <laughs> camera work. Yeah, I'm coming up blank here. I don't know. Like I, I I'm with Brandon. Everything everything that, that, that was good from the old days has been redone better. Even Genesis games are better yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. In general, like the average qual- le- level of quality of a Sega Genesis game in 2022 is higher than the average level of quality of a Genesis game in 1992. It's weird. Uh, since since we're stuck here, I'm going to take this opportunity talking about the Sega Genesis to tell you, Brandon, that uh, recently acquired, digitized, and then played through uh, the unreleased uh, game based on Beethoven's second for the oh. Sega Genesis. Oh, nice. the symphony? The complete, yeah, the symphony, yeah. <laughs> Completely different game than the Super Nintendo game. Heck yeah. Um, I'd play that. And it is, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. How bad is it? <laughs> There's giant snails that are like four times the size of Beethoven that you have to that sneeze sense. at to kill. Um, sure. you, you rescue your pups like one level at a time and, and they each have a power that helps you get past obstacles. So it's uh-huh. basically a Metroidvania. Very good. Uh, with Beethoven and, uh, it is done by a studio with a really generic name, like Design Studio or something like that. But it is it it has some DNA with uh, Way Forward, and Matt Bozon is in the credits. <laughs> um, so it's an interesting little thing. And uh, beat it in one sitting, and it was wild and uh, uh, a little disturbing. So when when was that game uh, originally developed? Oh, I don't know. Whenever that movie was, like ninety. 90- or something like that 94 so so and you're trying to say video games have gotten better than that i mean come on man <laughs> <laughs> would a beethoven metroidvania be a circle of the moonlight sonata probably oh, i was trying to uh, figure out some sort of a joke but you got there i got there that was a real jaffeism <laughs> it sure was <laughs> there's beethoven references aplenty in uh, the castlevania series i suppose <laughs> Jeffy rapidly type typing Beethoven songs into Wikipedia. I know Beethoven songs. <laughs> Best Beethoven songs. Don't insult me. Ten hour. Yeah, mix. I wonder if there was ever a, a. Is there is there a level in any Beethoven video game called Fur Elise? Oh, uh, there you oh, go. God. That's Maybe. see, there you go. Well, no, the, all the levels are like sewer mall. Uh, stuff like that. Um, but uh, just just get the imagination going. I did ma- ask Matt Bozon about this, and he was like, oh, wow, it was a blast from the past. Um, there were two in production at the studio. They were both canceled. Uh, Rob Buchanan directed that one, and I directed the Sega Pico Beethoven. Uh, so um, we are still missing the Sega Pico Beethoven. Yeah, me need that Pico, dude. The, the Super yeah. Nintendo one didn't come out either, right? No, it did. Uh, the oh, Game okay. Boy one, one did. did not come out in the U.S., but did come out in Europe. Oh, that makes sense. They love that over there. There are three Beethoven games that were canceled in the United States and one that was not. And then there was one Chopin game that came out uh, in Japan. <laughs> on the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, on the Xbox 360 and then worldwide on the also on the PlayStation Yeah, people as well. say that Eternal Sonata is a spiritual sequel to the Beethoven games. Yeah, that's what they always say. It uh, is. Who would win in a fight, Chopin or Beethoven? <laughs> Place your bets. Oh, Beethoven. But Chopin can hear. Yeah, but he was he was very sick. He's wiry. Yeah, yeah I think he's, Beethoven he's... lied about the whole hearing thing. Yeah. He Plus, we right. know he's got he a strong right. bite, so that's he's got that mm-hmm. going for him. 
Yeah. He's got a, he's got a strong jaw as well. You put the Moonlight Sonata like side like like toe to toe with any of the Nocturnes. Beethoven's his his wig's getting blown off. But you know the other guy's got uh, knife skills. That's why they call him chopping. Yeah, he's, That's he's true. chopping. That is true. Also, he wrote the funeral march, so like he knows how to kill a man. He's he's got your theme music ready for. Yeah, him. Brandon, do you have a topic for us, or should we go on to our lightning round? I got one. All right. Is it about Beethoven versus Chopin? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Um, this is just for my personal uh, thinking about slash enjoyment. A lot of people these days like to make games that are difficult, but. A lot of the time, I still want to play an action game, but I don't want it to be particularly hard. I want it to be mm. easy in operation. I want to hit a bunch of buttons. I want it to feel smooth and whatever. Uh, so I'm just wondering, what are some of y'all's from any era favorite games that are action games that are just like pretty easy and breezy to get through, but but which aren't, you know, they're not boring. They're not samey, which probably means they're short. Yeah, you got any of them? I think some examples, I think that Fist... Uh, is a pretty good recent example, except it does it does have some difficult parts, but by and large, it's pretty just like you can just play through it um, if you yeah. have played an action game before. So games, and um, even I would say on easy, Gunstar Heroes, you can just get right through that game, play through it in one sitting every time. Smoke that one, yeah. So yeah, th- th- those are a couple examples I could maybe, but easier than that as well. Fist, you know, was uh, the insert credit game of 2021, of course. And oh, yeah. uh, as we discussed while uh, while while creating that list, uh, I appear to be a man of leisure yeah. when it comes to these <laughs> games. And uh, uh, so I think most of my picks, which I, I'm drawing a blank on a lot of them, uh, probably apply here. But the one that comes to mind immediately for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. That, that is just a smooth experience you just play you know an hour at a time and the combat is not difficult but it's satisfying the writing's real good the graphics are really hot and uh you just kind of walk through that and have a good time uh hitting stuff and uh only very rarely die but when you do you just get right back into it and it's fine all right i'm putting it on the list and that's my, my first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah, games are real weed smoker. I mean, you, you're talking like action games. You don't want action any games. kind of of exploration or world. Oh no, or... Ex- exploration is cool. Like it, if it could be an uncharted like or whatever, you know, or it could be like a I don't know some some sort of two D exploration thing. Ooh. As long as I'm hitting buttons, I want to hit buttons. Would you be up for exploring a forgotten land of some kind? I would be. What, what, is this a joke I'm not understanding? Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a oh, very yes. easy, breezy yeah. action game that just Yes, came out. that's actually um, part of what inspired me to ask this question is that that's the next game that I'm going to pick up. I'm, I'm going to finally, as so many people have suggested, get into Kirby. And I do not mean C- Kirby's going to hoover me up and spit me out. I could see you becoming a Kirby guy. Yeah, people keep saying it's the it's the weird PC Engine game of the Nintendo franchises. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a it's a good one for contrarians as Kirby's well. Kirby's kind of the bonk of Nintendo. And that's me. That's me. Yeah, but so many of those games really were just too easy. Like it just was boring. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this one's not like that. I, I, this doesn't look like a Kirby game, so I'm sure it's not. Yeah, it looks like it was like a Mario game that they just uh, didn't feel confident putting Mario on. That might literally be true based on what we know of Nintendo's process. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby is their, their blank slate flavored blank slate. So when they can't figure anything else out, they put Kirby in there. What, what are the other good Kirby's? Shoot. 
the DS one where you're drawing the path is, oh, yeah. is fun in a sort okay. of a proto proto mobile game kind of way. I dropped my DS down a flight of stairs while I was playing that game. A good idea. That's the game to do it with, I yeah. guess. I mean, if you find yourself on the original NES, I think that one is nice little easy but uh, engaging action game. I think that's actually nice. a really good choice. Yeah, the original Kirby's Dreamland. I think yeah. if you've got Kirby uh, Superstar for the Super Nintendo, uh, that one is if you really want some PC Engine video game feeling yeah. nonsense, that's a good one. And nice. Kirby's Dreamland Three, also for the Super Nintendo, is in my opinion, quite good. I know Kirby aficionados really love Kirby Planet Robobot for the Nintendo 3DS. There's some tasty mech mechanics in there. Yeah, I've heard that's a good one. Yeah, there's a whole lot of just kind of weird, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but there's there's a lot of weird, raw, uncooked video game design all over the Kirby zone mm -hmm. where your imagination has to kind of like 75% complete the game. Mm -hmm game only gives you like 25% and you just uh, you, you play with it and uh, you bring the other 75%. You sit around going, oh, I see what they were doing here. Or you yeah, don't. Right. You just smoke some weed and, and, and play it, basically. Any other ones? Uh, Rocket Slime Adventure is one that I would mention. Um, I like that one. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe that exactly as like an action action. I mean, okay, maybe we're not talking about action games uh, specifically. No, just I, I, about I just mean games that are fun. Hit, bu hit buttons, move around. Kind of, that's all I really mean. My favorite idiot games to play are just those stupid Assassin's Creed games, man. Feel bad calling them idiot games. They're just, they're, they're such zone out video games, like to, a, to a, a, a ridiculous degree. You can just sit there and play mission to mission on these Assassin's Creed games. Every little mission's kind of got something in there. That Viking one, dude, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that Viking yeah. one is legit. I guess that's And uh, that's a legit one. And then, man, I'm a big dumb baby, and I like that God of War as well. That God of War for PS4, God of War 2018. That's a really, really... Like so, when it when it got talked up by critics and such, including myself, when I when I talked it up in uh, some YouTube videos back when it came out, I, I it was four years ago now, so it it's it's been out long enough for uh for cool people to play it is what I'm saying. The fact that I'm still thinking about it four years after making YouTube videos because it was my job uh, to do so means it's probably a pretty good game, right? I did buy that one from a from a former PR person that I know um, at his um yard sale so i do have it well if you put that in your ps5 it downloads a ps5 uh 60 fps patch blammo i'll do it so you can play it in 4k 60 and it, it got talked up as uh as having all this smart game design stuff and all of this intelligent forward-thinking narrative design stuff and uh, a lot of neat presentation tricks etc etc it got talked up for having some zelda elements uh, cooked in there some dark souls elements cooked in there but if you uh don't turn the difficulty up all the way you can just have yourself a real smooth time like i mean i've i've looked into this so you don't have to the combat designers literally referenced gunstar heroes and guardian heroes and panzer dragoon and god hand there's like all of this like classic legacy like sega saturn stuff in there nice. That I think you will particularly enjoy. Graphics are beautiful as well, um, and it is—it's it, a very, very, very smart video game in terms of 
all the craft that went into it and in terms of all of the uh all all of the joy you can squeeze out of it if you if you play it to you know with with a smart person's inclination but you can play it like a moron and have probably an incredibly good time so i think it works on both of those levels yeah, that so good. that's the game i would say is the breeziest uh, all right the combat's just real good i just like the com- it's like this really sticky thoughtful combat where you're supposed to you know throw your axe or catch your axe or bring your axe back or get your axe together get your axe together it's it's all just it's it's tasty stuff i have a i have a recommendation for brandon oh, before we wrap yeah, this up yeah. why, why don't we save it for the recommendations after the lightning round uh no, but it's only for it's, brandon i don't recommend it, it for anyone it else Fair enough. <laughs> um i was thinking of nes games that like i played through in one sitting Oh, nice. and, I, and I was trying to think of ones that would appeal to you. And uh, the one I came up with is Worm Journey to the Center of the Earth. Are you familiar with this? That game's pretty good. Oh, I've heard of it. And I think someone showed it to me and I was like, oh, I should get this. But I haven't. Yeah, so it's it's by Cyclone System. Uh, so Genesis-wise, they did Kadash and Saint Sword and Shadow Blasters. All right. Good games. And uh, the former icon people, so uh, I guess in turbo graphics terms, that'd be legendary axe. It's a it's a weird sort of platformy action game uh, that is fairly easy and has unlimited continues. Yeah, stars a green haired lady. Green haired lady, and the boss fights are sort of like a turn based RPG, but you have to like talk to your crew during the boss fights to 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 suss out together what the boss's like weak point is and the strategy might be which i think is an interesting mechanic that's not done very well but it's interesting all right i'm into it i'm gonna Gotta get it. love it interesting also i would just reiterate in terms of breezy dumb action games i really do uh, i keep telling people about this ghost of tsushima game real good one for playing uh for just playing straight ahead and uh smoking it's a real good smoking game I just got a uh, a code for the PS4 version, so I'm going to play that for like a few minutes and then see if I like it enough to buy the PS5 version. I think, isn't it like a $10 upgrade or something like that, or a $20 upgrade? Oh, yeah, maybe you can pay for the upgrade. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, cool. it's, I think it's a cheap, because uh, that's what I did. I got the, the upgrade for it, and then I played it again. Because the, the, the PS5 upgrade has proper lip flaps on the Japanese dub, which the, uh, the original version didn't have. It sounds like an easy thing. I understand it's very... It's it's a whole lot of work to get the correct lip flap animations in there for all the words. It's got to be an unthinkable, obnoxious amount of work to do that. But they did it. And then it's got, you know, other stuff, too. 60 FPS, dude. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it's on all there. about that sweet 60. It's time to go on to our lightning round. Uh, this is a synesthetic experiment. I'm going to name a flavor. And you have to tell me uh-huh. what game or type of game or element of a game it evokes for you. So this is kind of a vague topic. And I'd like to see how well you address it in your own right. One of us here actually has synesthesia, right? A little bit. I got a little bit of it. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I've kind of got it quite a quite a bit. Yeah, you got it the most, Tim. I have... Yeah, I thought that was the case. I got a little it's, bit. It's not something we talked about, but it's something that we can explore a bit here. Let's see how we do. Your first flavor is cherry. Cherry. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. It's a cherry video game for you. Percolating. Yeah, same. It's difficult. For some reason, it's Ninja Gaiden was the first one to come up, and I don't know why. The first thing that came up for me was Red Zone, and it's literally because I was thinking about the color red. <laughs> the color <laughs> that's red. That's not even... It's <laughs> not really... Red Dead Redemption. 
I just I just immediately got Ninja Gaiden, and I don't really understand why. Well, the, the one that came to mind for me immediately, which I also don't understand why or where this is coming from, other than maybe one of the levels you're eating through a cake that has fruit in it, is uh, Uh-oh. that NES game with the from Konami where he plays a baby. I don't even know what that's oh, called. Uh, I think it's uh, Baby Coon or something. Rondo of Big Boy. Yeah, Rondo of Big Boy. Uh, you play as a baby. You eat, you eat through a cake sometimes. You, you whack things with a rattle like pigs, and then they turn into bubbles that you jump on. Oh, bubble pigs. Oh, it's a disc system game, actually. I'm thinking anyway. about Outrun, because that car is cherry. Uh, your next That's flavor red. is strawberry. Okay, strawberry. Strawberry. It's too similar to cherry. For some reason, for me, it's it's uh, it's it's the game Shinobi for PlayStation Two was the first game. For some reason, I can't right. I can't really. It's it's another ninja game, which is uh, seems no tenuous. I, but they're they're close to each other. But one is sweeter. One has a a, um, a different texture to it. Ninja Gaiden One for NES was the first one, by the way, and then this is Shinobi for PlayStation Two. Yeah. I, I don't really know why. It's 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 kind of it's 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 just genuinely not possible to explain the reasoning. So that's that's part of the part of the problem here is yeah. that it's it's genuinely literally just not possible for me to explain. But that's what I got. I feel like I could come up with something with a little with a little more brain time because I, I I'm thinking like like with cherry I was thinking about artificial flavors and and like artificial candy and stuff so actually something like cool spot would work for me for love cool for spot. cherry even though that's 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 different but then strawberry is a little more like uh squishy and 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 natural um so i uh I, i'm thinking about like uh forests and whatnot is is what has got me I, i'd say um strawberry maybe is more of a uh more of a Guardian Heroes for me. I can see that. Love that Guardian Heroes. All right. Our next flavor is orange. Orangey. 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 Mm-hmm. I like oranges. Yeah, oranges are pretty cool. Vitamin C. You see, this is, this is the worst, because uh, the first game to come up was Momotaru Dentetsu for the, the PC engine. <laughs> I like that one. And that game literally has the word Momo in the title, which means peach. Yeah. It's not an orange video game at all is it but that's the one that came up you know what else i keep thinking of is a uh, new adventure island for for pc engine because you collect cherries and oranges and yeah, it's got big oranges in, oh big man you know what you collect in oranges in is um is sunson for the pc engine so i'm gonna say that there's some hot looking oranges in sunson hey this is no longer synesthesia right you're just no, thinking of things that have oranges I'm just thinking of things yeah that have, but, yeah but whatever <laughs> I, I, I must say my game didn't have oranges in it, so I, I still feel pretty okay about it. What's a game that you have to peel to get to the meat of it? Um, yeah, su- uh, Suzuki Bakuhatsu. <laughs> you literally have to peel. You you have to diffuse bombs by taking things apart, and one of the things is an orange. Okay. Beethoven's second for the Super Nintendo <laughs> is, a, That's yeah, is one where you have to okay. peel because uh, it is a game. I find this game to be remarkable because it is uh, fairly poorly... Um, maybe engineered the mechanics are not very good um it doesn't feel good to play but the level design within the constraints of that is meticulous so, so that's once you learn game. how to how to play it then then there's a really good game in there yeah, that makes sense i was gonna say a game that you got appeal to play is uh, that shrek's treasure hunt for the playstation one because of the onions have layers right. uh dialogue from the movie about how ogres have layers All like right. onions. i'm glad you said that it's horrible <laughs> Our next flavor is, is onion a- apple. Apple. 
you know what they say apples to onions onions to dust Oh, okay, Apple if we're just going pure game. like association, first thing that pops in your head, it's whatever that PS2 game, or maybe no, it's a GameCube game where you collect Skittles. Oh yeah, I know that one. What is that one? It's like it's not advertised at all that you're collecting Skittles. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger, something like that. It was not him. It's like I think you're a lady with a stick. Darkened Sky. Darkened Sky is the Apple game. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. And the two best video, video examples of video game apples are obviously. Oh, the three best. Uh, let's do let's do this. Number three, Crash Bandicoot. Get all those apples. Oh yeah. Uh, number two, um, Apple Kid from the Mother Two slash Earthbound. Mm. Uh, number one best apple ever in video games is the little apple on the plate in the garbage can in Streets of Rage. So there you go. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, Streets of Rage is an apple game. The the rotating apple in Bubsy on the uh, Jaguar is like someone really cared about animating that. It's uh, you should take a take a look at it. It's it's wild. I'm getting artificial flavors again here, and I, I want to go for like a licensed game, like some sort of licensed kart racer, but I can't I can't think of one. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Yaris, the Yaris game on the Xbox. Oh, that's Apple-y. Uh When I think of apples, I think of like schoolhouses. So Mavis Beacon teaches typing, maybe. Mavis typing teaches nice. Beacon. Right. Should Mavis be. Beacon <laughs> teaches <laughs> lies. She's not real. Mavis Beacon's dead. Carmen San Diego isn't real, and you can still learn things from her. But no one goes, oh, that's a real person. Everyone looks at Mavis Beacon and goes, oh, this is a famous typing teacher. (laughs) Yeah. And they licensed her likeness for this game. Yeah. She must be really good at typing. It is deceptive. Our next flavor is melon. Melon. Oh, I didn't give my apple one. Oh, what does it matter? What's your apple one? Uh, Seventh Saga. I don't understand that either. (laughs) Okay. Like, no, I'm not not making these up off the top of my head. Seventh Saga for Super Nintendo, for some reason, strikes me as an apple-flavored video game. What's a melon-flavored video game? I'm just realizing Shoot. there aren't actually rotating apples in Bubsy, so I don't even know what I was thinking. Well, you might be smoking that wacky weed. <laughs> God darn it. <laughs> should switch back to the regular stuff. Puffed a big bud on your way out of the kitchen uh, this oh, afternoon. Might have done it. I'm going to go back to smoking dandelions. Just regular ones. Oh, man. <laughs> Delicious dandelions. Um, melon? Not watermelon? Just melon as in old melon. cantaloupe-style melon? Cantaloupe-style melon. I like a melon every now and again. Cantaloupe tomorrow. Daddy's got the ladder. You, you ever hear that? Uh, that Uncharted Waters much? because it's uh, a game where you sail the ocean like Magellan, which rhymes with melon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah. my answer. Not my answer. Melon. I was going to say Dragon Quest Two. For the the Famicom, hmm. I'm gonna say gimmick. He's got that like melon candy color, uh, so I think gimmick for the NES for me. Uh, Frank, I like that game. You got a melon game? Nope. Fair I enough. I do not. Uh, your next flavor is Galaxian flagship. All right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all Pac-Man things. Yeah, I was I, I was picking up on that. Yeah. You know, you could say Melon uh, is any video game where there's a romantic lead that you don't get married to. You could say is the Melon flavored video game because you can't elope in the game. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Thank you. So I'm putting that ship in my mouth. It's kind of like metallic and there's oil and Galaxian metal. flagships. I'm getting Gradius 5, the one by Treasure for the Super Nintendo. I mean, for the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 is the Super Nintendo of PlayStations, for that's anybody true. who didn't know that. I had the original Metal Gear Solid for like the, that series to me has a metallic taste. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. The closest I get to Sinister. Like sucking on a gun. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Zaxxon Mother Base 2000 for the 32X. Uh, He's all I don't know. The, the the flagship. Wait, is it pronounced the thirty two X or is it pronounced three toques? Three toques, thirty toques. That, that's what it's got to be called. The three toques. 
All right. Your next flavor um, yeah. is Bell. Bell. The Kairu no Tanini, or Kairu no Tamini Kane ga naru, for the frog, the bell tolls. Yeah. Uh, that's go. the one. There you uh, go. For me, it's Castlevania, because, uh, or Symphony of the Night, because there's that big rotating bell that you stand on. It's not synesthesia, but that's what I thought of. I love I love that big bell. You gotta, you, you stand on one side of it and it goes bong. That's what I like. For me, it's Dark Souls for similar reasons. Bong. Your final flavor is key. P? You say P? Key, as in uh, <laughs> the item you use to unlock a door. The original Metal Gear Solid, that, that game has a metallic taste to me. It's like sucking on a gun. Yeah, me too, man. You ever you ever, you ever eat a key? It tastes like a gun. He. That's all I got. That tracks. There you go. All right. And that's our show. And that's our show. <laughs> Keys taste like guns. Tim, you're a winner I, this I week. Have... Congratulations. Oh, good. Oh, I guess. Uh, hoi, hoi, hoi. <laughs> Who's got recommendations for our listeners? Um, I, I recommend that uh, if you're Brandon Sheffield, you play Worm Journey to the Center of the Earth. Worm Journey? Man, I was hoping it Germany. would be cheap. What, what was oh, I no. thinking? It's an NES game. No NES game is cheap. What, what was done. I thinking? I was a fool. You gotta get um, yourself a mister, bro. Yeah. Or just get a dang flash card, dude. You don't, Real need, missed you don't need to own worm. Like <laughs> it's, it's okay to not own an antique. Alternately, if you just have a mister, you have every video game. I mean, I've got like 88,000 video games in my mister. I've got more PC Engine games than you do, Brandon. I guess uh, that's Laugh track sound effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Let's get one of those. My mysteries. recommendation is go go pirate your old games instead of buying them, you fools. Rip them That's off, my recommendation. Dude, I think I've off. made this recommendation before. Yeah. I think I should do it quarterly. Just uh, stop trying, man. The, the lawyers aren't going to thank you and shake your hands. It's not going to happen. They're not going to say thank you. Thank okay. you. I was just playing some Game Boy Advance games on my Mister today. Seventy-seven inches. Do you own any of them on the original cartridge? Not a single one, mate. Wow, good job. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way to go. Game Boy Advance. I can't see those little screens anymore, man. There's no comfortable way. I want an analog pocket, but I don't understand why. Because I can't squint at that thing. I mean, I'm sure it's a very nice screen. I can barely use my own phone. Uh, there's a movie, which I believe is called 2002. It's a pretty bad movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, starring oh, yeah. Nicholas Tse and Stephen Fung. And it's basically about ghost hunters. Uh, well, not hunters. They they kind of like send, try to send them back to their time. But they, it just has all this kind of nonsense in it where... So it's about negotiators? Yeah, it's about negotiators. Um, the negotiator. See, I can already come up with a better title. 2002? Come on. Yeah, 2002 is a terrible title for it. The terrible 2002s. In uh, Chinese, especially Hong Kong ghost, uh, Hong ghost Kong? theory. Uh, go, everyone goes to to hell basically, and you burn you burn hell money so that people that you love have money to spend when they're in hell. But that sort of evolved yeah. into a cottage industry of being able to burn ghost other things or like hell other things. So you could you could buy a hell PS2 for like little little Jimmy who loved playing PlayStation games, and and then they can have a PS2 down there in hell. Mm-hmm. And so. One one thing that happens in this movie is our main uh, investigator. I already forgot what what we were saying. A negotiator. Negotiator. He 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 steals a paper gun from from a priest so that he can burn it to give to his ghost partner in the afterlife to to commit some deeds. It's a it's ridiculous and stupid. And there's like 
of really dramatic music that plays when he steals this paper gun that he's gonna that later he's gonna burn to give to his ghost partner. It's it's, it's really stupid. So uh, if you like stuff that's stupid, um, I recommend that you you watch that movie. Seems pretty good. I've got some recommendations. I'd like to recommend that if you, the listener, are listening to this show on any platform you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you seriously do that for us. Like, pay attention. Don't tune out while I'm saying this. Uh, Cut the music. Cut the music. Guys, subscribe to this podcast. Review it. It helps us. Okay, back to the music. Uh, You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. You could also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on social media for our own personal updates and projects. On Twitter, the show is at insert credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon is at Necrosofty, and Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim can be found at youtube.com slash action button. The show is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And bye forever. Two thirty episode two thirty. Yes, this is the dentist episode. Okay. Oh, two thirty. Uh, Very good. Uh, yeah. Oh.